Welcome to the Love That For Us podcast. Come hang out with us as we explore a holistic approach to entrepreneurship, wellness, and navigating relationships in adulthood. We'll be getting vulnerable about life and dishing the business expertise we've learned along the way. Interviewing industry professionals, all while you get your weekly dose of girl talk and heart to hearts. We're your hosts, Carissa Emiko and Ashton Brooke. And this is the Love That For Us podcast. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. I almost was like, Happy New Year to you. Cute. It's It's 2024. How did that happen? Such a good question. Literally, how how did that happen? How does it happen every year? I feel like this is, everyone says that every year. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it's time for the holidays again. I know. Okay, we haven't talked we haven't potted podcasting <laughs> in a sec. Catch us up. I like literally, we kind of took, we haven't really talked to each other either. Like we haven't really been. Not ch- a lot. No. A little bit. Here and there. Yeah. What's going on? I feel like so much has gone on. Um, <laughs> like where to start? Because we took, yeah, we took a week off unintentionally and then we took a week off intentionally mm-hmm. for the holidays um I was in a bit of a rough spot personally yep yep in December um Christmas was good uh, let me just preface like I I honestly had a great Christmas but uh leading up to that probably the hardest worst part of my year um wow I would say just personally. And so I didn't have it in me to get on an episode and just like, you know, fake it. And yeah, fake it till you make it. I don't want to just like come on and also be like depresso espresso. So um, are we sharing what happened or are we keeping it <laughs> private? I'm I'm happy to share parts of it. Um I probably won't like share that many details, but I definitely was in like two to three weeks of just depression, um, Mm -hmm. which I don't almost ever struggle with and I don't have a history with depression. And so that was just hitting me really, really hard. Um, And everything is accentuated. Like, I don't know if you feel this way. I think most people feel like emotions are just accentuated in the holidays. During like the Spe- holidays. Yeah. Yeah. And specifically Christmas. So yeah, just coming out. I, I definitely feel like I'm coming out of that. Um, but it was not, it was definitely like this longer stretch of time. Like when I, when I hit periods of grief, they're probably, I would say average like two to four days. And then I come out of them. And, um, this was just such and some people were probably like, okay, two to three weeks is not bad, which is true. Um, but for me, it's much longer. And then I can start of, I sort of spiral in my head, like, why do I feel like I'm not coming out of this? And um, yeah. like, so, you feel like you're in more of like a hole rather than like a wave, like a dip yes. of a wave, which you're more used to. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. um, that's kind of what my December was just trying to take care of my heart and, um, also really wanting to be present going into Christmas. We were with my family this year, my parents and siblings and my niece and nephews. So I really was trying to like protect my heart as much as possible so that I could enjoy my time with my family. And, um, I took like a, I'm kind of still in it actually. I haven't posted much at all for like two or plus weeks. I don't know how long on Instagram, which has been really nice. I didn't like plan for that, but, um, I just, when I don't feel like I have anything to offer, I don't force anything. And it's been really nice to just kind of take a hiatus and give myself a break and a breather. And then I'll come into the new year with just more, um, I don't know, refreshed feelings about social media too, and using that. So, um, Was there something, question, was there something specific that you feel like kind of brought you out of it or do you feel like it almost was just something that needed to like naturally run its course? 
I do think it's naturally running its course. Um, Cause it's, I wouldn't say I'm like a hundred percent out of the woods. Like the other day was really, really hard again, but I was also at my parents still. And I kind of just got to like, I don't know. I honestly just like cried with my mom and that was like kind of just healing. Cathartic. Like I never really, yeah, very cathartic. And I think just letting her into that space is always really healing for me. Um, so yeah, that there's not one thing. I think Christmas like being fun is helpful and um, that was good. But I also posted on my photography yeah. page. <laughs> Speaking of Instagram posts and social media, you posted a big one. I made a big announcement in the middle of my dark days um, about being no more full-time with photography, like 2023 being my last year of full-time as a wedding photographer and educator. Um, And that was not even something I like woke up and planned on posting that day. I just felt like I needed to rip the bandaid and um that no I literally I didn't even know you were doing it I literally saw it I mean you and I have had our conversations I knew that that was coming eventually I wasn't even sure if you were gonna do like a formal announcement about it but I think I saw it like quite literally minutes after you posted it and I was like I called you like immediately and I was like what like whoa like what's going (laughs) on I know but you shocked yourself yeah I didn't plan on something formal either. Like I really didn't have a plan for it. I just felt like <sighs> I can't even, we're going to have a whole episode on it because I have so much to debrief, yeah. so much to share, so many people asking questions. And I really do want to like dive into that, but just sharing a little bit about what's going on the last few weeks. Like that was an immense wave of grief as well. Um, and obviously I'm like choosing this for myself. So it's not like, um, it's not planned and purposeful, but, um, I definitely have a lot to just like process and a lot of feelings behind it. Um, this is very uncharted territory for me. And so just the grief of, of making it official and saying like, I'm no longer booking out and, and shooting weddings and having this photography career like I've had for seven years full time, um, is really a lot. And so, that I, part of me is like honestly good that I just did it in the midst of everything and part of me is like whoo that was a lot stacking on top of each other but um yeah that's been I'm really excited to dive in and just like help clarify and honestly talk to you more about it because you've been a big part of yeah me processing this part of my life and career and pivots and stuff so that's a little bit about my last few weeks and just back home, happy to be back, ready to get into a new routine. So what has been up with you? How have you been? Um, you and me lined up our depresso espresso <laughs> like week. We had like an overlapping week or so. Um, yeah, I've been in up and down as well. Um, but I've started, okay, so this is like very new within the last three weeks. I don't even think I've talked about this on here, but I started going to the chiropractor. I mean, I've been to the chiropractor on and off like my whole life, but um, I've been in a lot of pain. I had an injury that happened to me like literally four months ago. This makes me feel like a grandma, but like I was pushing Kataya on the swing and I threw my back out and I like pulled my groin, my back hurt. And like that happens to me like one to two times a year. I've always like struggled with back stuff, but this like took me out and been in pain for four months, like literally so much pain. And so I was like, okay, I need to fix this. This is not okay. Got x-rays done. My neck is like actually it's not crooked anymore. I got it fixed from like one session with this magical Chinese medicine doctor that I've been seeing. But I started going to the chiropractor and through that I met this Chinese medicine doctor within that office who I love her so much now. She's like my favorite human and she's doing all these different treatments Mm -hmm. on me. I've gotten acupuncture for the first time, which is crazy. It's a whole crazy thing in itself. Um, But the most interesting treatment that I've been getting from her is called gua sha, which like you think gua sha, you think of like 
the little flat stone that you gently glide across your face and you snatch your jawline and your cheekbones. (laughs) So we're like in the session doing something else. And she said something about gua sha. And I was like, oh, you do gua sha? Thinking like she's going to give me a facial. And she's like, oh, you want to do gua sha? And I was like, sure. Like literally thought like I was about to enter oh, into a relaxing. Went. Yes. Cause, because what gua sha actually is, because like it's become very westernized. And if you yeah. look up like gua sha, it's all of it's the face thing. But like the original gua sha, like if you go to China and say gua sha, they're not doing face, face stuff. Yeah. They're doing this. So she was like, oh, you want to do gua sha? Like thinking I knew what that actually meant. I said yes. And she grabs this tool I've never seen and like a lighter and starts lighting this little like thingy, this little cylinder on fire. And I was like, what are you doing to me? Like, this is not like, what are you doing to me? And so I started learning all about this and it's like this crazy, it's still like a similar concept. Like you're scraping the skin, just Mm -hmm. like you kind of are gently on your face, but Sha actually means like bruising. And so when you're saying you're gua sha on your face, like obviously you're not bruising your face. It doesn't even really make sense how we've used it for that. But anyway, she does this thing. It is literally the most painful thing. Like it hurts so bad. It looks so painful. I'm I'm like, I'm like making audible pain noises in yeah. her office. And I asked her, I was like, does anybody else like make noises like this? And she's like, no. And I was like, well, they're liars. Like she literally said, people don't usually like wince in pain. And I was like, well, what? Yeah. And she's like, their face like tightens and they go like this. And I was like, well, they're just like scared to make noise then because this is literally the most painful thing. And she said like different parts of my body are some of the worst she's ever seen, which is not perfect. Like what you want to (laughs) hear. But um, yeah, it's crazy. Like your blood stagnation, like kind of comes to the surface and it helps your circulation and it helps all this chronic pain and like some bruises are way darker and that means like more chronic pain that's been there longer like it's really crazy um so I'm doing that I'm doing acupuncture um fascial alignment which was like insane uh actually like put my neck back in place like my neck was so crooked and it like literally straightened out my neck so anyway I'm doing all these treatments (laughs) yeah I'm doing all these treatments and also along with that is a lot of shame. Like it's a lot of Mm. learning new habits, like really deep habits I've had for like 15 years, like Mm. looking down at my phone, working on a couch or in bed, cracking my back, like sleeping on my side. Like I have to sleep on my back now. Like all these things that are like just so hard to switch yeah and you know really just processing like the shame around that of like not taking care of my body as I could have been the last 15 years like all of this the kind of stemmed from like a knee injury I had which led to back problems and then just like not taking care of my posture Mm -hmm. and all these different things and where the most I guess kind of shame comes from for me in it is that I just like really accepted that that was what my body was going to be like and I I just accepted it like I've kind of been in constant tension and pain since high school and I really was just like this is my body like that sucks and like didn't I think take into power like what I could do to change it and just like became a bystander of like my own pain and tension and just like let it happen. Um, so I know what's important is that I'm doing it now and I'm like healing it now, but there's still like, that's a yeah. lot of time to look back and be like, it's like half hmm. your life. Yeah. No, literally like to just feel like I could have done X, Y, Z, you know, could have, would have, should have all the things. Yeah. Um, and just trying to allow myself to go slow and like let this be a process and not feel like I have to heal everything right now, like today and be perfect at all these things. I think that's what's felt most overwhelming is like looking forward at all the things that I kind of need to do and incorporate, but I can go slow and I'm like reminding yeah. myself of that every day. Um, 
I will say I've completely stopped cracking my neck and my back, which is I thought huge. I literally thought that would be impossible. If you know me, I crack my back. I used to all day long, like literally multiple times an hour, yeah. just like all the time. And so that's crazy. And I fully sleep on my back now. I'm such a side sleeper my whole life. I sleep on my back now and I am getting the best sleep of my life sleeping on my back. <laughs> Once I adjusted to it, like I don't wake up in the night. My aura ring is telling me I'm getting like the best sleep. It's crazy. Are you a side sleeper or I'm, a back sleeper? I feel like, I don't know, if I had to guess five to seven years ago, my body all of a sudden just like involuntarily wouldn't fully go to sleep until I was on my back. So I'd like start on my side oh. and then it would like, I just like knew as I was drifting, like I need to move to my back to fully like go to sleep. It was very interesting. And so it now happened. I, yeah, it just happened. I'm like, I have to be a back sleeper now. And I, I typically wake up sometimes like on my side, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Cause I was never a back sleeper, but I think I'm happy to know it's the way to sleep. And, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. You think about sleeping on your side, like you're just like crunch, like you're yeah. just like crunched up and like, it's just not, yeah. There's no like it's, extension. No. And it's been funny too, because Tyler and I are big sleep cuddlers. Like we love to cuddle when we're sleeping, but it's hard to cuddle when you're on your back. And so it's yeah. been like this funny, like how do we cuddle and <sighs> be on my back and like we have to have new cuddle formations <laughs> um but yeah it was like really awkward to sleep on my back and honestly annoying for the first week and now I'm like in love I don't know it's the best sleep of my life I'm glad you're so seeing crazy. improvement yes and Christmas was chill um we didn't have Kataya for Christmas so we like created Christmas a whole two days early and like fully felt like we had Christmas. It was awesome. And then yeah. actual Christmas, we just hung out with my parents and had like a super chill day. So Christmas was great. Good. Yeah. I'm so glad to hear it. And now we're moving into the Literally new year. Literally in the new year. Okay. So New Year's resolutions. Some people hate them. Some people love them. Yes. I know. It's just like, I, it's so funny. I feel like for a while I was like, yay, New Year's resolutions, goals, go for it. And now I feel like the trend is more like you accept yourself as you are. You don't yeah. need a, like a new goal, blah, blah, blah. Like I feel like it's just like swung to the other side of, of just like you don't need January 1st to like become a new you and right. you don't like it's all these things, which to me it's neither here nor there. But I – Yeah, where do what we are land your on this? Yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts on New Year's resolutions? Well, I think what's – true for me is that new the new year does resemble just this turning of the page and I think that that can feel really refreshing and a bit of a sigh of relief especially if you've had a really really hard year like mm -hmm. you just have a bit of a refreshed and renewed hope for like what this year holds and then putting yeah. into place like thoughts and goals or aspirations like sometimes just helps people jump start like a good year right away and I don't think that that's a bad thing um Same. I think it's a great opportunity and I personally do like to reassess but I don't put all this insane pressure on it I just think I use it as an opportunity not like a psycho pressure that you know holds all this weight and fades within a couple of months I just like it to be reflective and set more like intention. And, um, I always do a word of the year and I, and I put, I think with this, this year's word, especially I'm going to be putting more specific goals because of the word, but in the past I've always just done like a word and kind of wrote out vision for what that means and yeah. like come back to that word every few months or something and just tried to implement it, incorporate it into like my personal habits, practices, things like that. Yeah, I agree. I think New Year's resolutions are great if that's what you want. Like, I don't think it's like evil or good or whatever. I really love the, I don't know if it's like the nostalgia or the 
honoring of time passing, like I think, Mm -hmm. for example, just like a birthday or an anniversary, like when it's your birthday and people in your life come around you and celebrate you and honor you, like that's really cool. And that's once a year that happens. And an anniversary, like with your partner is a time to really look and like reflect on your relationship and be thankful and see how far you've come. Like, I really think it's the same thing with New Year's. It's yes, something like we've assigned to the time passing, but I really think we can utilize that for good and for motivation and uh, again, like honoring, like looking back and just like, yeah, you know, practicing gratitude for what has happened. And I do really like the honoring of the passing of time and what, what has happened that year. Or like you said, the kind of collective ability we have to just let that last year go and move in and really yeah. feel new and fresh. And I think what I want people to know is you don't need New Year's to do that. Like you don't need the permission slip of New Year's Day, January 1st to become a different person. Like that's very true. You don't need that. But if that's something that helps you, like go for it. Like if that's something that helps you shed and release or create goals or gives you like a little kick in your butt to become that next version of yourself, like use that. And I do think it is powerful as a collective when like the whole world is doing that at the same time, like there is like a buzzing energy around that of people being like, okay, let's like do this. And you can feel that. And I think that's cool. So I like it. But it's just neutral, like New Year's Day, New Year's Eve. It's just a neutral thing. And I think it's something people should probably neutralize a little more and then decide for themselves. Like, what do I need in this turning of the page? And like, making realistic goals because I do think that's where a lot of people go wrong. I don't know the exact statistic, but I I think it's like over 90% quit their New Year's resolution by the middle of February. Um, I just heard it recently. It's a crazy high number. And that sucks. (laughs) Like when you hear that, it's just like, that's a lot of percentage. Like, um, So then like, I think the question comes, okay, whether it's a new year's resolution or just a goal or whatever that you're making at any time of the year, making it realistic and doable so that you're not setting yourself up for failure is important too. Um, but do you do goals or do you do like, what, what's your, what are you going to do this year? I don't have a set thing that I've done like traditionally with myself for New Year's every year like where you're I know you have like your word of the year that you've had like different ones for the last like five years and you know what they are like I don't have that um but this year is the first year I'm really actually going to like kind of make New Year's more intentional not with like you said the pressure but just like a vision for what the year is going to be and then kind of break down goals from there um which I've kind of already started like with my 75 self-love that I've been doing but yeah um but yeah I don't like have a typical thing that I do yet yet um so you have a word okay so you guys we were on (laughs) FaceTime before this and Ashton and I like to not tell each other things we're going to talk about on the podcast so that we can have just like real, real reactions, real, real raw reactions. And Ashton goes, I was like, well, do you have a word to share? And she's like, yeah, but it's kind of harsh. And I was like, mine's kind of harsh. So (laughs) we might have the same word here. Should we say it on the count of three? Do you think we do? I think there's a chance. Because when we say harsh, like, what does, what that, does that mean, mean to you? you? <laughs> okay, let's one, two, three, and then our timing is a little off with this recording, but we're still going to do one, two, three. Okay. okay, are you ready? You you count. Okay, one, two, three. Discipline. Discipline. <gasps> oh my god. Wait, that is so funny. <laughs> there are a million words. What? Wait, what? 
Okay. Because when you said it's kind of harsh, that's what I've been telling myself about this word, which is why I've almost not given myself this word. I'm like, I want a nicer word. I'm shook. What? (laughs) It's cute. It's cute. It's giving best friends. It is giving Um, best friends. Okay. Whoa. Now I need to hear how, how did you get to this word? Because we have the same freaking word of the year. I literally can't believe it. You know what's so funny is now we're absolutely going to have to be accountable to this. Like, there's no. We're going to be accountability buddies for 2024. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, this is funny. Um, I just had a feeling when you agreed that yours is harsh, I was like, what other word is harsh besides discipline? Right, right. Wait, this is funny. And I will tell you. Even up until zero seconds ago, I wasn't sure if I was going to keep this word because Same. I was like, it's harsh. Do Same. I need to change it to something that also is disciplined but just sounds nicer? I've been like right. trying to think right. of a word. Like someone was like, which you habits? Like I've, like, I've toyed with habits or like whatever, but it's discipline. That's what I need. I know. Like, I, I know. And, and it's been on my mind for mm. probably a full month or more. Same. This is so funny. Okay, how did you get to discipline? So part of my, what I will talk about, about like like quitting photography basically and moving into this year is I'm going to have just by nature more time on my hands. And I'm trying not to like overshare about that whole thing, but it has a lot to do with like just moving into this year and um, will like not being home with me during the day, me having more time, me, I don't want to feel like aimless and I don't want to be lazy. I want to like really be proud of myself and use my time well and put like discipline into way more than what I do now. And I was just like going back and forth, like, well, what if it's like a different word and it's just being intentional or like, But I just couldn't shake like my life requires discipline right now. And I think it's my word for a reason and it needs to be like my focus and not in a way that's like zero, you know, room for error or like messing up. Like, I don't think you or I are are like that, but I think we, we both probably need this word because when you have your own schedule and so much of your own freedom like I'm not by nature a very disciplined person and I never have been. And I think there's like beauty in creating your own schedule and creating our own life like we do with our work and stuff. But there's just like aspects of my life. For example, I just know that one of my areas of discipline is going to be the way that I like take care of our house and our home. Mm. And I feel like I've just kind of like so funny. This is so funny. I'm I'm tripping out right now. I know you talk about it. I, I was like writing about it this morning. I got a new planner called, I think it's called best self planner. Um, Mm -hmm. and I can like link it in the show notes because I actually really like it and it's only a six month planner, but it really walks you through like looking at things in a, as a quarter and then a month, like having habit trackers in there. Like I'm going to be really, really involved. And I'm a pen and paper type of girl. Like I hate Google calendar and online stuff. Like I want to write and see and like touch my planner and my goals and stuff. Um, but I was just kind of envisioning like part of my, like my morning routines and like just really being on top of the way that I use my time without excuses. And I think Discipline equals like using my time without excuses being in place and just being really proud and like looking at that and and being self like self-confident really in how I've used my day and not looking like, oh, well, I wish I had this done or that done. And it's like, well, discipline requires that action. And when I talk about like keeping up my home, I'm just like, I feel like I've really slid off and will not being home anymore for work. It's, it is going back to a little bit more of 
what hasn't been in place for us in our marriage, like we don't really have super, super defined roles is like some people traditionally yeah. might. And I know a lot of people don't like traditionally have roles in their marriage per se, but I think I'm going to be taking on just a different outlook and appreciation for our home and making it a place of peace that I need it to be. Um, and I'm going to take responsibility for it a lot more. And that's just like one example. Um, but also of course, like we're already pretty consistent. I'm, I have become consistent in like working out, but I need more discipline in that area. And, um, I'm not like doing like diet and exercise as part of my new year's goal. I'm just in, I'm just incorporating discipline into like habits and like, I'm going to read more. I'm going to put like time limits on my phone, just things like that, that keep me like, that make me proud of how I'm using my time, especially like Monday through Friday. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm tripping. I'm just what like listening for to you. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, definitely like echo everything you're saying is a part of it. I think I got to a, it's crazy because discipline has been this like theme. It's almost like I've been coming face to face with it the last two months as like this thing that I know is like my next. I don't know, like journey, like a figuring out as a human. Like it feels like bigger than a New Year's resolution. It feels like a new chapter of me, literally. Yeah. Like, and yeah, the last couple months, I mean, that's literally one of the reasons I started 75 Self Love because I do think another thing, another word could be kind of habits, but it's more like discipline with the habits and of like these things that I know are are for me. It's not this like mad discipline. Like it sounds harsh. And I think our relationship or maybe like the way you and I have viewed the word discipline is harsh because I think in the past, especially have like being an entrepreneur, anything that I have to do feels like, um, what's the opposite of freedom? <laughs> anything that I have to do feels like I'm chained to it. Like it feels yeah. like trapping and yeah. I hate that and that's why I love being an entrepreneur so much is because of the freedom and the time freedom right but also with that if you're not disciplined with your time that time freedom easily becomes like mush or nothing or whatever and it's tricky it's just like tricky oh, the word mush just really resonated with me yeah just like how your day can turn to mush and it's like 4 p.m and I'm like I've been doing things, but like, what have I done? Yeah, mush. It's just like mush. a haze. And both in life and in relationship and in business, it's just been like, like I need this discipline in these areas. And then I was already thinking about this and I was scrolling reels and this guy goes, the greatest form of self-love is discipline. And I was like, Ooh. whoa, like it really hit me. Like it really, really hit me. Actually, literally seeing that reel is why I started the 75 self-love challenge. Like it was the wow. thing that like pushed me to be like, discipline can be self-love. And I think I've always viewed it as so harsh, but like if you are taking care of yourself it's commitment. Like, I think that's right. the new kind of context that I want to create for myself around discipline is it's not harsh or trapping or forcing it's commitment and value yeah. and intention. And like, exactly. that's the bridge I want to create. And I think you and I have both view discipline as like an enemy or yes. something that's mean and Keeps harsh and trapping, trapped, which is very, yes, very scary right. to me. <laughs> same so now I'm like I want to I want to create a different relationship with the word discipline to where yes. at the end of this year I don't view it as harsh like it's funny yeah. that it almost stopped us from picking that word because it's harsh but that's just because of our relationship with it but right and we can rewrite my, the narrative behind the right word. I exactly I want to recreate my my definition with this my 
a relationship. I want to recreate my relationship with discipline and like invite it in and find that like it serves me. I think it's something that feels like it, it traps me. And I'm like, no, I really think this can serve me. Um, and yeah, self-love is the discipline is the greatest form of self-love was like, like hit me. Um, I think we, we view self-love as like a very soft, gentle, easy, flexible, um, pampering, coddling thing. And to view it as something where it's like, no, if you're going to like take care of yourself, like if you're actually going to take care of yourself, if you're going to be healthy, eat well, move your body, take care of your heart, your emotions, like those aren't things that are all like soft, mushy, gushy. Like those things involve like really standing your ground and choice of, of choosing you. And that's not a coddling, soft, mushy, gushy thing. No. That's like an empowering stance that you I take. I hear a and- lot of like self-respect in that. And I think that's part mm-hmm. of what I need rewriting is like, I want to respect how I utilize this newfound freedom of time. I already have a freedom of time, but like really, really, really pulling back from photography and other forms of income. Like I don't want to lose self-respect. And there's a lot of like inner dialogue going on already with me and like my identity as I work, like of what my whole twenties have been about and work and career. And so as I'm shedding that, like, what am I, what am I honestly like replacing that or rebuilding for myself? And I want discipline to provide self-respect despite like what the world sees as my career or like even use of time. Like I'm going to find that in this rebuilding and like diving into discipline in the way that I make my choices and build habits and not in this. I think what's hard is habits are just hard for me. And I think you like both of us probably, um, I don't, I don't typically set a lot of them, but I actually started re-listening. I was listening to atomic habits on Audible because I read it probably like a year or two ago. Um, and one of the things I think is that's always missing in the conversation of new year's resolutions or like goals is the path and the system to your end goal. Um, yeah. like setting the a goal is a practical career. steps. Yes. Like setting yeah. that thing in front of you is, is great. But what he says like in the book is pretty mind blowing and it's like, that's low key a worthless goal to have if you haven't implemented or written out very, very clear, almost instructional steps of how you're going to achieve your goal. Because without those, like your goal flops, like your system is what carries you through and to get very clear and intentional about what your path is to your end goal. Like that is where the work is. And that's really what you need to spend time doing is to set yourself up for success by stepping, stepping into step one, knowing what your step two is and really like laying that out super clearly for yourself. And so I'm more, I'm more using the word discipline in like function with habits. Like what, what do I want my morning routine to look like? And what steps are those going to be very, very clearly? Cause I don't even have like a goal for my morning. Right. It's like, right. I just want to be clear and direct so that I set myself up. Like I know what it's going to be tomorrow morning. Like I know what I'm going to be doing from 7am to 11am because I've set it up. I've, I've laid it out for myself. And, and so that's kind of how I'm approaching like any of these things I'm talking about is just writing it out clearly, having a a plan that is a little bit foolproof, honestly, because I'm not just like hoping for something in the end. Like I'm really very dedicated because I know what I'm doing starting tomorrow. Right. That makes me think of literally what I'm, so our company has a leadership summit in Nashville. I'm going to see you in like three weeks. Oh my God. Like two weeks, three weeks, two weeks, three weeks. Wow. That's fun. I like didn't remember that I was going (laughs) to see you soon. So 
I'm speaking on a panel, which I'm kind of nervous about. I'm speaking on a panel. I don't know how many people are going to be in the audience, but probably the most I've ever spoken to on a stage. And um, so spoiler alert, this is what I'm going to talk about. But I, with the discipline, like you're talking about these goals and these habits that it's not like this big giant goal. It's more of like the little things that happen every day. I've also been focusing on like, not necessarily the big goal, but who the person is that does those big goals and like, Mm -hmm. what, what are those shifts that need to happen? Mm -hmm. So like envisioning this version of myself that honestly has felt very like just within reach of where I am for a while, like, like the last five years, I can like really clearly see this like person that I want to be. And she feels so close, um, so close. Like, I just feel like, oh yeah, I'm like getting there. I'm getting ready almost to like actually be her and thinking about these goals or like the person I want to be like movement or, um, working out, even just like eating healthy, all those things. It's like, what does she do? Like imagining that version of myself that like works out very consistently and, you know, has these disciplined habits in place. Like what does her life look like? And what are the things that I can do today to be her today? Um, Whether that like is waking up earlier or slowing down or like having dedicated time for work instead of like, you know, being wishy-washy with what I do with my time. Like, And kind of instead of being like, how do I get to this goal? How do I achieve this goal? It's like, how do I become the person that that lives their life that way, that like has this lifestyle of commitment? Commitment is kind of a nicer word than discipline, but (laughs) we're going to stick with discipline because I feel like it is supposed to be the word. Um, But yeah, like becoming, becoming that version of yourself. You are a committed person. Like you talk about yourself, you think about yourself. And you tell yourself like, I'm a committed person. So like a committed person is going to stick to what they said they were going to do this week or like the follow through of that. Yeah. And it's so easy to do for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like discipline, you can be like on a discipline high. It's so easy to do for a little bit. But also in therapy, one of the things I'm focusing right now on right now is going slow And I have this like anxiety on my chest of like, go, 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 go. Ashton and I talked about the other day how both of us brush our teeth and then we like walk around the house and do things with our toothbrush in our mouth, which is like, slow the F down and stay in your bathroom and brush your teeth. Yeah. It's the epitome of our mindset of like, must be more productive at all times. (laughs) Right. Right. And so just this like, also with discipline. And I think this is where gentleness can meet discipline is like you don't need to be perfect at it Mm -hmm. from day one like you can ease into this like version of you you can go slow you can like gently invite discipline into your life and you don't need to become like Hitler overnight and just like hard (laughs) on yourself like it's just like you know like you can go slow and even like the discipline of going slow for me, that is discipline. Like, it's like, no, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm going to do this. And it's like really putting yourself in the driver's seat of your life as opposed to like letting life happen to you or, you know, and just, we have such privilege to design our days because of being yeah. entrepreneurs. And I want to be a good steward of that privilege that I have right. with, you know, I, I want to like, And I think there's a lot of gratitude that will come with that of like, wow, I can choose what time I wake up. I can Mm -hmm. choose like what I do with my morning. Like that is such privilege that not everybody has. And so, yeah, being a good steward of my time with that, I think goes along with discipline of just like, look at our beautiful lives that we have. Like we really do have such beautiful lives and like, Mm -hmm. what, what are we going to do with them? Like that's. Discipline's already sounding so much more We're fun already than painting it did at a better the beginning picture. of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's good. Like, well, one, I feel like we'll probably keep talking about this now that we have the exact same word of the year. Like, it'll be kind of nice to revisit this and <laughs> check in and like 
I do like the idea of for anyone like starting a little bit slower and like you talked about like what are realistic goals I honestly think slower a bit of a slower pace for like your goals and um like the atomic habits actually it's not even that book because he references another one but they talk about like habit stacking like it's better for Mm -hmm. you to stack things instead of try to do them all at once and like for me I'm gonna have to decide what is the first piece of discipline that I want to implement so that not everything feels really overwhelming and hard and then I burn out and I'm not doing anything by February um and I think that's part of this is like we, we do have time to explore like what discipline means as long as we're implementing and like being accountable and, you know, being that personifying like what you said, like being a committed person or a disciplined person, I think things will keep unfolding for themselves. And, and my hope is like through the year, I keep stacking like discipline on top of mm-hmm. discipline and not being like, okay, January 1 or like first week I have all of these things I'm overhauling because it's just never realistic for anyone. Um, yeah. So finding that and balance. I do think that's why like New Year's resolutions fail is because people are like January 1st, I'm going to be a completely different person. And it's like, that's yeah. literally not realistic. Like no. what's way more realistic is having a vision for the year and like starting with a small goal that you can accomplish and prove to yourself that you can do it and building from there as opposed to like this giant thing for the year I'm yeah. gonna accomplish this and be this person right away in 2024 like for sure good luck that's not gonna work <laughs> yeah um should we like read should we like read books together read atomic habits <laughs> it's funny that you said you're listening to it because um I'm in I purchased Kristen Boss's like grow 2024 three-day thingy and I don't think she was talking about atomic habits but as I was taking notes I was like I need to download atomic habits and listen to it um because I haven't yet I haven't read or listened to it at all so yeah you would really like it. should we read it 100% I'm already I'm already 40% through probably but I've read it before Mm, I want you to start over (laughs) I want you to start over with me my friend Shonda told me the other night there's also another book she's read, but she would reread with me, and I'm super interested in it. It's called The Comfort it Crisis. Called? Okay. I'm scared. No, it no, just same. sounds like it's going to call me out for something. I don't know. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. But I wrote it down. It's on my list. Probably next, actually, is the it's going to be the book I read. Um, is it just about like being comfortable where you're at and like, yeah, just the way I think that comfort doesn't serve us. And I -hmm. feel like that would fit in really well to this whole concept. Um, I was looking through an Instagram post today. There was like 52 books you could read this year or something, which I'm not going to read that many. Maybe I will, maybe I'll surprise myself, but, um, I wrote a couple down. One was called do it today, which was just like, speaking to the procrastinator I think so I might yeah I think of that one a little bit of a look-see um do it today Ooh, I know just the titles are really getting me like you're just saying the titles and I'm like Ugh. and then there's one other one um oh, I can't remember but it I knew the author had written a different book that I loved and I think it was something about like the ruthless elimination of hurry or the eliminate you know what I'm saying the ruthless elimination of hurry, <laughs> something like that. That author yeah. wrote another bestseller and I'm super interested in it. Um, so who knows? Maybe we'll just read. We're be and readers. I am going to be a reader. I've, I found my missing Disciplined Kindle. readers. <laughs> it is actually something I've written down and it's going to be easy to implement. I think like, just not being on my phone and reading from my Kindle every night, at least Monday through Friday, um, instead of scrolling, that's a, that's an immediate change I I have to make. Yeah. So maybe we can just give a summary. We won't do like a full book club or anything on it, but we can like, if we read stuff together, we can debrief here. Which sounds Mini book club. Or if you have any recommendations, hit us up, please tell us like, I think I need a mixture of like business motivation, self-help and like just enjoyable like fiction and 
easy reads. I'm, you know, if you have recommendations. Did you watch The Summer I Turned Pretty? Uh, The first season, yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, it's it's too cheesy for me to like love it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It gives it gives a little too much cheese. Yeah, teen drama. Teen cheese, yeah. I loved the teen cheese of The Summer I Turned Pretty and I'm reading the books right now. I was going to tell you to read the books. I was going to recommend that oh. for you cuz they're so nice. They're very Maybe easy read and it's just like nice. Yeah. Uh anywho, I love you. I love you too. I literally can't believe we're going to be the most disciplined girls of 2024. Watch out. Watch out world. Um, How would you, how would you sum up your 2023? Oh my God. Really? I thought we were going to end it. (laughs) And now you're asking me this like huge question. I can't do that. Like brief couple words that come to mind. You know, we love to throw unexpected questions at each other. I was very unprepared for this question, and it, it actually is a hard question for my specific 2023. Do you have an answer so I'm not wasting away minutes of this podcast? <laughs> um, yeah, I would define it in one word as whiplash, actually. <laughs> that... Like, can I, I copy also your summed up word for 2023? Because <laughs> no, actually, yes. I, <sighs> I posted on my photo account asking people like, how would, how was your 2023? And that just seemed to be such a theme, like the best and the worst all in one, which is super accurate. Yeah. Whiplash. Whew. I was going to say like wavy, like, yeah, I, I mean, know. that's life, but 2023 did feel like a lot of different Even more than that yes a lot of different things that was a hard question and i'm gonna it's give okay. you a hard time about that after we stop recording <laughs> stop it you love it you love it you really threw that one at me i love it i love when i'm on the other end of it, throwing them at you instead of receiving them we have to keep things like this this happens so often where we on facetime and we'll be like oh my gosh we we, why aren't we recording right now? Like, we need to talk about talking. Stop talking to me. Like, let's press record. So we did that Stop today. Talking. Like that reaction to our word of the year was so genuine because Carissa, once we started saying like our word is kind of harsh, we both realized that. Chris, like, okay, shut I up. Like, we have Stop to talking just, to me. We have to just talk about this on the podcast. <laughs> so sometimes you really oh, are getting the I'm raw so and real. Excited for you to be my discipline accountability buddy same we're gonna crush it I'm already like sounds hard I, I can do hard things we okay can. Alrighty, love you guys well. happy 2024 yes cheers to a new year we'll see you next week with lots of juicy things to talk about <laughs> mm, bye bye